what's up with this love and light shit? Yeah, it's kind of like, what do those words even mean without the embodiment? Right, when people say love and light, I'm sort of like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm Kayla Nelson, a holistic coach in both wellness and business, and a healer and educator of Lyme disease. I'm Jessica Jean Muir. I'm a personal empowerment guide through my work as a yoga teacher, trauma-informed body worker, and group facilitator. You're listening to Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself, the podcast. So we're just going to start. Let's do it. Try and not snake the first <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it won't be so bad. Yeah. Hi. Hi. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're back to record. We took kind of like accidentally like a, a little, I don't know, mini break, like a week or so. Yeah. Or we two, did. week and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's been going on? How are you? Oh, what has been going on? I don't want to answer that first. <laughs> What's been going on with you? Oh, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess on, like, the um, outside level, the biggest mm-hmm. thing is that I just wrapped up work for a whole entire month. Like, I'm, I'm going on vacation, as you know. Yes. I'm going on vacation for a whole month, and it just feels really good. Like, you know this, but I was meant to go on basically this exact trip in a lot of ways, like almost Mm -hmm. to the date one year ago. And then just like all this weird shit happened and it wasn't the right time for me to leave the country for a whole month. And so I just was like, you know what, when things are meant to be, it'll come into place. I don't know what that's going to look like. And then this time around, like everything was just easy. So fucking easy, and I just feel like the most adult I've ever felt in my life. Like, everything's handled, Mm. bills are paid, rent is paid, the dog is cared for, like, I don't know, everything's just in a good space. It's not like I'm doing this trip to, like, run from my life. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know? That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... On the other side, who knows what, yeah. it, what it's going to be, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. So I leave on Wednesday, and it's going to be an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that was the the biggest thing. That's a huge thing. <laughs> That's you no know. small, like, so this is happening. This is like a year plus in the making. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some really big personal hurdles that you've jumped over yeah. and through to get to this place, yeah? Yeah. Like, what did you overcome? I mean, truthfully, it's like I was saying to my partner the other day that I really, like, in the core of me, never, like, could wrap my head around actually having my shit together this much. Like, I just kind of thought that that was something that, like, grown-up, like, normie people got to do is, like, be together. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I don't even know what does together mean. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, 
be able to have like freedom and agency over how they want their life to look from a grounded place. Mm. Wow. You know, I just like always kind of thought I would be like the victim of fate and that I just had to kind of, Mm. you know, always struggle to like just get by in Mm -hmm. so many different ways, not just like financially, like in all different ways. Yeah. And I just feel like I've reached this place of like, not that. Like, I'm not just fucking getting by. It's like I'm Mm. making choices. I have like this new, this like freedom that I've never Mm. really had before. And Mm -hmm. it's really trippy, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) So so let's back up. Like, where were you? Yeah. And, and and what got you to this place now of feeling like you are in control of your life? Yeah. Oh, my God. So much. Um, well, I guess, like, looking back on one year ago and, like, the things that made this trip not possible then, mm-hmm. um, I mean, a huge piece that just comes to the forefront immediately is my money story. Mm. And I've done a lot of uncomfortable work this year on my money story. And I think the piece that's been the most interesting about that is I realized that the money, the physical dollars, are just a byproduct of my feelings around my own worth and worthiness. Mm. That it really fucking comes down to like believing truly that I deserve to be abundant and stable and deserve to have freedom because that's what those dollars can give you, right? Is like Mm -hmm. the freedom Mm -hmm. and the exercise that actually illuminated this for me. It's from that book, You Are a Badass with Money. Yeah. There was this exercise where she was like, okay, list 10 reasons, which first of all, 10 is like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) When you're like starting from square one. Yeah. But she's like, list 10 reasons why you deserve to have money. And so, you know, when like at first things are just an intellectual exercise, you don't actually believe them and feel them in your gut. Yeah. So I'm writing, you know, I deserve to have money because I deserve to be stable. I deserve to have money because I deserve to you know, eat the food I want to eat. I deserve. And as I was writing those, it was fucking mind blowing and so illuminating Mm. that I didn't really believe those things. Wow. And take away, you know, I deserve to have money because I deserve blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Just, I deserve to be stable. I deserve to eat the food I want to eat. I deserve to, you know, not have anxiety over, my living situation. Mm. Like I deserve to have autonomy around the choices I want to make and Mm. the things I want to participate in, Mm. you know? Yeah. And like really getting clear and honest with myself that I didn't believe those things truly. Mm -hmm. I mean, one year ago, I didn't believe those fucking things. And so really devoting concerted effort to like, recognizing my own patterns, catching Mm -hmm. myself, like all, you know, the things that come with like retraining yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, you know, you read those books and you're like, that's bullshit. It can't be that easy. You know, you can't just like change your thought pattern. Suddenly you have more money. But like truly a year ago, I think I was honestly working more, believe it or not. Like I was in more of like a hustle mode. Mm -hmm. 
And this year, the major thing that I shifted was like my beliefs around, yeah, I deserve to get paid for the work I do. It's valuable. And I deserve to have like a, a life that is allowing me to have overflow to give to people. Mm. Like I need to be taken care of before anything meaningful can come. Right. And like really believing that. And and so, you know, the the thing, the byproduct of all of that is that I'm fucking financially stable enough to pay all my bills on my rent and have money saved to be able to not work for a month. That's huge. Like, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's just a testament to all the work that's gone on behind the scenes. It's not mm-hmm. like I, you know, picked up three extra jobs because that would have been my instinct in the past. Mm. It's like, okay, you want to make more money? You have to, you know, bust your ass and you need to be exhausted all the time. And, right. Um, so what did your day-to-day self-interactions around these stories look mm, like? Yeah, like like what did I like think about? What did you do? Or, yeah, what did oh, you do to shift this story? Yeah, I mean a huge part was just you know the awareness, like shining the light on it mm-hmm. and becoming really uh vigilant about like, um, catching my thoughts, like the same way that you would kind of try and like break any other pattern, like Mm -hmm. really being honest with myself Mm -hmm. of like, okay, no, that's not truth. That's a story that I've Mm. become connected to and attached to because, you know, I realized I was actually connected to the drama, honestly. And it was more comfortable to be in this space of like chaos because at least I knew what to do with that Mm. than to invite in something new where suddenly I had all this like extra energy that I had to figure out what to do with instead of like constantly investing it into this like chaos and this fucking quote unquote hustle, Mm -hmm. which totally was just me perpetuating a weird ass, you know, dramatic cycle for myself. So yeah, catching the thoughts was one. The other one that was like hard and a little more like physical and concrete was I sat down and I really did like a money inventory Mm. and it sucked. Yeah. (laughs) It really sucked. What does a money inventory mean? Oh my God. So like, you know, first of all, I realized I'm I'm self-employed and an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. So I realized, Kayla, I didn't exactly know how much I made a year Mm -hmm. or a week. Mm -hmm. What? Like I was scared or something to like look at that number. Yeah. But it's like how could you budget and like make a plan if you don't even know the number coming in? Like now I'm like that's absurd. But then it was like I was – Denial felt better. Right. So, you know, sitting down and being like, crunching the numbers. Yeah, how much am I pulling in usually on average per month? Mm -hmm. What are my exact bills down to the cents? Like, writing it down. Um, Like, uh, what is my debt? What is my outstanding debt? Like, truly looking at that, which is shitty. Yeah. Um, But, like... The minute, it's so cliche, but, like, the minute that you shine the light on this thing that feels like such a scary, dark monster, mm-hmm. it's like suddenly you realize that you need to have the information in order to be empowered and make the changes. Right. Right? Totally. So, 
Um, yeah, so catching the thoughts, doing like a money inventory, and then also like figuring out where I wanted to be. Mm. Like not being afraid of like telling the truth to myself that like, yeah, I want to have money. Mm-hmm. And like, what would that number be? Mm-hmm. That would be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And getting really honest about that piece too. Because right. how can you be expected to get big and abundant if you don't even have like the mental framework? Yeah. You're not even like in that headspace of like, yeah, what would that number be? Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to shoot for? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like shooting at an invisible target. Yeah. So, and how as being a healer, a body worker, working with people mm-hmm. um who need your support, yeah. yeah how you know, cuz I I'm wondering how you have gotten over, maybe that's the wrong word, yeah. like asking for what you deserve in a healing oh being God. a healer cuz I feel like this is a big thing for a lot of people, myself included, Yeah. Um, asking for what it is that you want and deserve from people who are in need of healing. Oh my God. Yeah. This is hard. Yeah. I haven't fully gotten clear, but I've made progress. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I really have noticed, and I think actually a big piece of it was being asked to step into my own um, financial responsibility by my healers, by the people that I go to Mm. um, for healing and work, Mm. and them being like, no, actually, that's my price, and you can figure out how to pay it, Mm -hmm. because guess what? I figured out how to pay it. Right. You know, and... um, and it, it really is true, like, it's an energy exchange, yeah. right? And so, you know, even for myself, if I receive something completely for free, like mm-hmm. a healing thing, mm-hmm. it does feel like it somehow holds less value or something, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And people like to reciprocate. Like, there needs to be a reciprocal energy flow in anything. Relationship. Money is no difference. Like, if you take away all the weird constructs we have around money, Mm -hmm. it's just energy. Mm -hmm. And so you would never, like, go to a restaurant and say, I'm going to order this and this and I want that, but uh, I can't pay what you're asking. You would never fucking do that. Right. (laughs) And, like, why as healers, like, I would argue that we're offering a service that's of even more value than a retail consumer product like that. So why would we undersell ourselves? Mm -hmm. However, with that said, like, I do believe in sliding scale. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that you need to be really clear with people about what that means. Like... Mm -hmm. Uh, a healer of mine suggested something interesting that I've not yet implemented, but I like the concept Mm -hmm. where it's like you literally outline um, the person Mm -hmm. like for each price point. Right. So you say, yes. Yeah. So beginning tier, this is Sally. She is, you know, maybe unemployed at the moment or she's in a health crisis. So she can't literally pay her bills. Like her basic needs aren't met. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she actually doesn't have the money to to pay for the service. Mm-hmm. It's not Sally needs the service, but she doesn't value it at 
$80 an hour. She mm-hmm. values it at 50 so she's going to do the sliding scale at 50 No. Right. It's Sally literally doesn't have $80 to pay for this service, so she's going to pay 50 Right. You know that distinction? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. What do you think around that? Yeah, I like, you know... Um, Around the sliding scale piece, yeah, or yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about quite a bit. Um, in and the financial piece is a is a big reason why I've held back on sharing some things. Yeah. Um, and um, I like the idea of having a tiered structure for certain healing modalities or um, holding space in certain ways for exactly what you're talking about, having, you know, the one tier being, okay, we have two spots for two people that literally aren't, they are being cared for by others. They they have no way of making their own money or taking care of themselves financially. But they would, they're really dedicated to this process. They really want to be here. Um, and, And you know as the healer and they know as the person coming in for the support that, um, there is a will to to take on this change, you know, and want to do that. And then, you know, possibly a second tier is, okay, like some of the basic needs are met. It is a little bit of a struggle. Um, and so maybe taking a certain amount of people at that price point. Yes. And then the third is all of my needs are very well met and and then some yeah. I'm able to live um, freely in abundance of, of financial security and um, you know so they pay potentially a, a little bit of a higher rate mm-hmm. and that then goes back and helps to sponsor the people at um, maybe the first tier that are really in a place of um, struggle at the moment. I love that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Um, so why, like, why do you think it is Mm -hmm. that, you know, we live in a, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of the word capitalist? We live Mm -hmm. in a capitalist structure in Mm -hmm. society here in the U S. Um, so people understand that money is the way that we exchange to receive something that we want, right? Mm -hmm. Like we use money for fucking everything. It's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that for some reason, when it comes to healing modalities, people start to get wonky as far as Mm -hmm. like, that's the way that we exchange for things that we want to receive. Like, why do you Mm -hmm. think healing is the specific arena where people start to get all weird about that or like bend the rules of like reality that we live in god that's a really good question and I don't know I think it goes into I think it's a deep conversation actually about it going into what we value as a modern society now Mm -hmm. and I think that the value in seeing that there is a uh, there's a mind body soul happening mm-hmm. in each person and all of those aspects of a person a holistic person a whole person yeah. need to be um, looked at and attuned and worked with isn't a social norm just Mm. yet and I think in the Mm. healing world um 
that's where we work is in those areas of the whole self, the whole body. And you, you know, putting the word capitalism and holistic (laughs) together, that's like oil and water and there's no fucking emulsifier. Human, like, qualitative like yeah qualitative versus quantitative yeah you know totally yeah yeah and I think that we're in this you know this society now that's like go 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 um and slowing down and receiving some sort of healing is not um I don't know it's like something that makes people uncomfortable and maybe they don't see results from the first time on the surface level because it's not like a light switch gets flipped on in one session you know it takes multiple sessions and it also takes the person consciously um paying attention to their bodies and their mental well-being and all that for some of those shifts to take place totally um so, I guess to get back to the money part, <laughs> um, I think that's possibly a reason why it can be undervalued yeah. um, and not seen as a necessity. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a, it's, it's, talking about this now, it's making me think, it's like, it's so funny, like the people that have the money to do this kind of work. I feel like oftentimes don't do the work. Right. Because they're just, yeah. They just want to buy in. They're just, yeah. Or and, something. Yeah. And then the people that actually need the work, that see the value in the work, yeah. they're usually really struggling in yeah. life to find, um, you know, the Maslow's basic needs. Yes. They're very much um, living right. in a survival way. Right. You know, that's, I think the piece that gets hard is like, yeah, the, the people that need the work mm-hmm. are the people that are most likely like, yeah, at the struggling. bottom of that level. Yeah. Yeah. They're most likely struggling. Yeah. 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 And they've used their resources in all the ways to keep them alive. Right. You know, literally, literally alive. alive. Totally. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic yeah. to think about. Yeah, I mean. And of course, it's not like, that's not a 100% fact about everyone. Right, of course, you know? of course, of course. But, um, yeah, I think usually people that go into, like, getting healing work done um, have had some sort of uh, experience of trauma in their life. Yeah. And um, usually with trauma can come some sort of. Um, Financial setback. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just know that as a healer, mm-hmm. when I'm all stressed out about getting my basic needs met, mm-hmm. what you're going to receive from me mm-hmm. is a cheat of what could right. come forth Yeah. if I'm rested, mm-hmm. watered, well-fed, I'm secure mm-hmm. in my living situation, I'm mm-hmm. secure in my mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, then what I can bring forward to people is going to be fucking stellar and it has so much value and I'm not shy anymore about being like, yeah, I'm worth that number. Totally. So, yeah, I think though people are like coming around. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Money stories are a big thing. Um, yeah. and actually you're the person that really got me thinking about that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that Jen Sincero book, yeah. um, you are a badass at making money Yeah. is, is pretty stellar. Yeah. And it is, it is just, it is energy. It really is totally just energy. And you are a really good example of what that can look like. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, like you're going to Bali in a couple of days for a month and what the fuck? going on this big retreat yeah. and, you know, expanding yourself yeah. with no stress. <sighs> and like just a year ago. Can you believe that? Yeah. 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 And just a year ago, things were completely different. Yeah. One year. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's a testament. You really can change change your life. Right. In any way that you want. Yeah. And that kind of like segues into like what we were talking about today Mm -hmm. in regards to like the hero's journey. Totally. Um, And that process of transformation. Yeah. 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 So... When you hear someone say, like, the hero's journey, where do you go? Um, of course, Joseph Campbell. Right. Um, where do I go? I don't know. What is the hero's journey to you? I guess that's, yeah. that's my, my more okay, specific okay. question. So the hero's journey to me is... Essentially, like a life death life cycle, mm. and a hero's journey is having a certain way that you've been living for however long, and then something comes in and disrupts that that status quo, that even keeled life, that. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. and you go into this stripping down, tearing away of what you thought was real, what you thought was who you were, and Oof. what you stood for, and what you believed in the world, and yeah, it's a journey of figuring out once more who you are, like taking off another layer of yourself and like diving deeper into the core of your being yeah yeah can you say more about that the taking off the taking of like like what does that mean to you you know Mm. yeah I think it's it means to me looking at ways of incongruence in life like Mm. maybe for me personally, making decisions or life choices or friendships, relationships, jobs, all those things that weren't in congruence with who I really felt like I wanted to be at my core. Yeah. But I was too scared or mm. didn't know how or something like that to express it. Or maybe I just didn't even know, you know, like yeah. there is. Yeah, there was a yearning for something, but I didn't really quite know what that was. Totally. So, yeah, the taking off is is getting to look at your stories of what's keeping you 
from being the human, having the human experience that you're here to have and that you want to have. Right. And that process, you know, I see the hero's journey as a visual for me. It's like a U shape. You know, Mm. you start off on the left side of the top of the U. And that's where, you know, you're just like walking along in life and everything (laughs) is like totally fine. Little do you know. Little do you know. You're about ready to go down this slide that's like, holy shit, you know. And then you go down into this deep belly of the U and that's where the unraveling and the death and the mm. <laughs> all of those the meat yeah the meat of it the grit the grime the all of that starts to um, eat away at all the things that you thought were yeah you you thought were the life that you wanted um, you know, any of those constructs, you start to question everything. Yeah. And then some things that you want just like disappear and you're like, holy fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then figuring Ugh. out like how, like, did I actually ever want that really? Maybe I did, but maybe I went in a different way. And yeah, trying to Oof. rebuild from that place Oof. of being in the belly. Yeah. I really like that you, like, within the hero's journey, you made that, like, specific distinction. It's not just, like, a hard time that you go through. Mm-hmm. It's literally questioning everything. It's ego death. It totally, that's exactly it. Right? Yeah. So, ego death, like, just from a biological evolutionary standpoint... Mm-hmm is really jarring to us because as we've evolved in order to survive, we create all these constructs about identity, who we are, like what we represent in the world, like all the things, right, that we like create. Mm -hmm. And they're meant to protect us in many ways. And they evolve based on what happens in our life and what we react to and blah, blah, blah. And so when we go through this hero's journey and we're down in that belly Mm -hmm. and we're our ego is fucking dying off. Yeah. It can be so disorienting because mm-hmm. suddenly it's like you don't know who you are. You don't know what's real anymore. You yeah. don't know what's ahead because you're, you know, everything that you've known is just dying away. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, I like that distinction. It's like it's not just this normal time where like, all right, your car breaks down, right. <laughs> you get fired. I mean, yeah. maybe those things can also be happening in conjunction right. or like be a trigger, but it's like it's that ego death that's yeah. like the part that's, I think, so intense and also mm-hmm. so transformative. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing with the hero's journey, I might be getting a little off, you know, ahead of where we're going, but it's fascinating, at least for me and my brain, I've always thought like, oh, it's like one hero's (gasps) journey. Yes, oh my god. In our lifetime, and then that's it, right? Like, you transcend this one thing. And If only. If only. If only that were the truth. Oh my god. Yeah. But that's just not even fucking close to it. And I feel like that's something that doesn't get spoken about um, or talked about often at all. Is that there's all of these little heroes' journeys that are happening all the time. Yeah. 
consistently, it feels like. Totally. You know, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning to ride that wave yeah. of all of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're really committed to a path of evolution and growth yes. mm-hmm. I mean that's the that's the contract in a way it's like yeah you're kind of is. signing it's, up totally it is it is that it is that contract and like I, I kind of hate and love this saying that it's it's just gonna be fucking painful yeah <laughs> really it yeah. really is at yeah. least that's my experience and a lot of other people's experiences that have had many of those life, death, life, rebirth cycles, um, continuously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's combining in some of those Buddhist practices of riding the wave, you know, literally just being with it, um, and being present and learning about acceptance and trust and surrender Mm. And I think those things like more and more and more and more have deeper meaning each and every time that they go through that cycle. Totally. Because, you know. It's like a muscle. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like the name of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Light and love and go fuck yourself. You know, like those words, light and love, love and light, whatever, love and light. um, (laughs) You know, they can be just words in the beginning. Yeah. Right? They're just these words that you say. Yeah. And I think that the longer that you experience life in this hero's journey, continual evolution of self, those words start to become more meaningful. They begin to have like an embodied feeling, somatic feeling to them. Mm Much like acceptance. And they become active. Right. Yeah, like they are somatic because they're fucking active. Because they're active, yeah. Like you're literally living into it. Right. With your actions, with your thoughts, with your words, with your state of being. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like you can't, you know, for me at least, I've resisted for so long, you know, this like being state, this like acceptance state, you know, all those things that, um, it becomes painful. And then once you actually accept acceptance and accept surrender, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, and accept the pain and the muck of it, then like it's less painful than before yep yeah so it's so interesting to me like one of the reasons why I felt super bonded to you and really just like felt like I could be vulnerable with you like pretty much from the get-go I mean of course we've gotten like way closer more recently Mm -hmm. but we've actually been in each other's like orbit for a while yeah and um it was so funny like I didn't really know you know you the way that I do now like we didn't have the the friendship that we have now Mm -hmm. when I invited you to come sit in Mm -hmm. my one-year sobriety circle and 
the reason that I, you know, there was only, I think, six or seven people, like, it was yeah. small, and I picked people, like, very consciously. It was, like, who do I want to sit with at this time who, like, will get the gravity and the depth? Mm. And I think, you know, thinking back, the reason that I felt like I needed you there mm. was because I, I saw that you had also been on a hero's journey, mm-hmm. like kind of within a similar time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so will you kind of talk a little bit about like, you know, yeah, we have so many, mm-hmm. but will you kind of talk about, you know, what your hero's journey has been mm-hmm. and is and mm-hmm. what that looks like for you? Yeah. My, the, I would, mm. hmm. it's big. It's big. Yeah. It is pretty big, actually. I think it's so interesting now that you ask that question. I'm like, wow, looking at around the span of my entire life, there were there were some beginning phases to where the beginning. I don't know what I want to say there. There were there. There were some experiences in my childhood that started the hero's journey in motion. Yeah. I didn't have the space or the capacity to go into the belly, Mm -hmm. but it definitely, I mean, it started when my dad passed away when I was almost 13, Mm -hmm. Um, and he took his life, and um, you can imagine how painful that is. Um, and then from there, you know, there was a, uh, a riff in my family, not, not like outwardly so, but I very much felt like my own being by myself and my mom and my brother were their Mm. own family unit. So there was separation and isolation and all of that there. So from the time being, we've got a guard dog. We do. (laughs) Okay. So from that time period, um, you know, I think that started, I think that started my hero's journey without me really knowing it. Yeah. Um, and then moving into the big catalyst of my life, uh, so far, uh, has been the journey through Lyme disease. Yeah. And so I got really sick in the summer of 2013 and, yeah, it was quite a journey to figure out what was going on for me. And, um, and it took me almost two years to get diagnosed. And in that time of figuring out what was going on, my body was shutting down. My mind was shutting down. My relationships were deteriorating. Mm. Um, family was non-existent. My job suffered. Like everything really started to go away. Yeah. And then when I got diagnosed, and started treatment, things got really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I, you know, started to become debilitated at certain times. And there was a point in my treatment where I couldn't work. Yeah. And I had no money. And I, my relationship ended. And I was living with a friend. And I, um, yeah, and I had a GoFundMe yeah. to help pay for food and medicine. <laughs> Like, literally basic needs types yeah. of things. And so I would say that was probably the one of the deeper parts of the belly of 
uh, the hero's journey for me was having everything stripped away. My physical ability, mental ability, um, no money, relationship done, family non-existent, and most of my friends were um, not around. And so I was stripped away and left with nothing, you Hmm. know, like literally just my soul and I don't even know how the fuck that stayed on you know like and there was just some sort of small glimmer of hope in there somewhere that kept me alive really like truly kept me alive yeah and yeah and from that place I started rebuilding and I think from there you know it felt like I don't know how old I was at the time um probably 35 I think 35 Mm -hmm. when shit got really crazy yeah and when I started to re-enter into the world you know it felt like I was a naked baby a newborn baby that just got dropped Mm. into the middle of a busy bustling society of my peers that were successful and homeowners and married and had children and careers and everything and I'm like I I'm like literally coming back from on the brink of death yeah and and coming back from the brink of not having anything um like nothing like yeah nothing and um and so that began the other part the other piece of the hero's journey is putting all the pieces back together and I'm still there and that happened you know three years ago and it's still rebuilding and I still have all these little like micro hero's journeys along the way and it's it's a cycle it's um it's feels right now like it's never ending you know and sometimes it's hard to see yourself and how far you've come Mm. when you're constantly trying to figure out how to thrive how to like get out of that survival mode you know um yeah, so that's that's my that's a small piece yeah. <laughs> of the hero's journey that I've been on. Yeah. You know? So as you're like in the belly of that mm-hmm. and everything is fucking falling away. Mm-hmm. Like how did you keep your soul on like what was the thing at that time that you were like like how how you know Mm -hmm. you know I don't know yeah I really don't I think about that a lot and I think that there is getting a little emotional about that yeah I feel like there's there's a reason why I'm alive. I feel like there's a reason why people that go through these types of experiences are alive that you just can't put a finger on, you know, um, as to, like, what that is just yet. Yeah. And because I should have died. There were a few times that I should have died. And, um, and I, 
there isn't something tangible that I can say pulled me out of that, that like kept me going. Yeah. Outside of some internal guide, some internal intuition, hope, guides, goddesses, like, you know, divine intervention that came in and was like, you have to keep going. Yeah. You know? Yes. That's all that that was, is like, you have to keep going. The next thing just appeared. Like, the next little straw. Yeah. And it was a little fucking straw. Yeah. It wasn't a big straw that was just like, come on to shore. Now you're good. Yeah, like, get up on this yacht. We got you. It was just like, fuck, here's like a little breadcrumb for you just to like tie you over for a little bit. And I promise another one's coming. And then another little one would come. And then another little one would come. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just having faith in that process, I guess. (sighs) time and time again and learning to trust oh god learning to trust that there is support and for me that support has always shown up at like the darkest hour every fucking time every time that I'm at the bleakest darkest moment where I'm like I literally don't think I can take another day of this. Totally. Something shifts. It's yeah. just like sitting in depression, you mm. know, like when you're like, I can't take another moment of this. And then you wake up and something shifts. Yeah. Like it's literally the right before. Thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. right, right in the darkest moment. Yeah. Something happens. And mm. I think, yeah, I don't have a tangible thing to say there other than hope and trust yeah and those can be really two scary words to hold on to yeah sometimes yeah and also the biggest flotation devices that you've got yeah you know yes so yeah yeah yeah, I think it's it's a lot of trusting the journey, trusting the process. And over time, you know, I've I've experienced things that are just like, I can't make that shit up. I can't make it <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can vouch for that. Yeah, it's just like I literally can't fucking make that shit up, how that happened that way. Yeah. And I... And, and that has brought me closer to my own spirituality, yeah. you know, and that's been one of the beautiful processes of going through these, these, this type of journey is bringing you closer to your God, yeah. like whatever, whoever that is for you, yeah. you know, you start to trust in the unseen because shit just doesn't make sense, it's so true. you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's one of the more beautiful things that can come out of the hero's journey, yes. you know, along with many other things, but yes. Yeah. So like, as you see it so far, mm-hmm. like what have you, cause like the idea with the hero's journey, right. Is like, it's not for nothing. It's yeah. not like you're having this ego death 
And then things go back to where they were. Like the idea is that the reason you're having this dark night of the soul, this like Mm. death is so that when you're resurrected, you're like elevated to this new level. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So as you see yourself like on this journey, like what are the main pieces? I mean, these are all really big questions. So thanks for like diving in with me, but like, Mm -hmm. What are the the pieces that you um, have seen transform? Like, what are the biggest pieces that needed to, like, die mm-hmm. so that you could be set free to then, like, rise to this new thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think first and foremost, the relationship to myself yeah. has... It, the way that I was relating to myself, which was I was not, right. you know, I had no relationship with self, yeah. um, that, that needed to be illuminated and broken down and, and reconstructed and brought up. Yeah. And so, and that's something that's a daily practice of working in my own relationship with self knowing who I am at my core who it is that I want to be in this world and what I stand for what are my beliefs what are my um core core values here um and learning about our body's ability to heal innately, mm. you know, how much so cool. we really do want to be alive. Our body really wants to live for us yeah. and we really want to live in our bodies. And, um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. I know there's so much. There's a lot. Yeah. There's totally a lot, you know, and it's illuminated. It got rid of a lot of toxic relationships and friendships, mm-hmm. um, that weren't serving me. I wasn't serving them. Yeah. It was all just like surface level bullshit. Um, and you know, that's a strong set statement. Not all of them were that way, but there were a lot that was just, I wasn't fully showing up yeah. and I w- wasn't engaging in relationship the way that I really want to be. Yeah. Um, and I found out that, you know, I'm a communicator. I love to talk. I love to get into like the nitty gritty deep depths of the soul. And, um, and I wasn't doing that for a long time of scared, scared of being vulnerable, scared of opening up and, um, and having those bigger conversations. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is maybe getting ahead, but I really want to like go here anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like you said, it can feel never ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like these, this process. And once you've been like initiated, cause it really feels like an initiation mm-hmm. to like be stripped of everything you ever knew mm-hmm. and then have to figure out how to literally just live again mm-hmm. and then yeah, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so will you talk a little bit about like what happened, you know, the other day when you, it was just kind of funny you like posted something on Instagram where you're like 
fuck it. I'm watching Netflix. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done focusing on healing yes. and transforming and yeah. blah. Like, because there yeah. can be a kind of burnout. Oh my God, yeah. That comes with, you know, recognizing that you're going through this thing, committing yeah. to the path. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you yeah. just like, what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been feeling it for a while now and it's, yeah, it's, it's a healing burnout. I don't yeah. think people talk about that often or ever really. Um, and yeah, the, the downside, the dark side of the, the hero's journey is yeah. like perpetually being in this constant state of healing and, um, therapizing and diving deep into shit and, you know, and healing from Lyme and co-infections is a really complex, big, difficult thing. Yeah. It does take over your whole being. Yeah. And it has for me for many years, you know, cause it's not just like a physical disease. It's like an emotional, spiritual experience. Yeah. And, you know, so my days are filled with like taking medicine and supplements and detox and making sure I'm eating properly. And then, you know, and then thinking about like meditation or writing or spending time in nature or, you know, all of these like quote unquote self care practices that are meant to help you heal, but it can be addicting and overwhelming and become a tedious job. Yeah. And, um, and fuck, like I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Like I literally have gotten to the point that my therapist <laughs> is like, you literally need to watch fucking Netflix. Yeah. Like that is your work <laughs> for the week. And like that's how she has to frame it too to yes. know you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Is to chill the fuck out yeah. and watch some goddamn Netflix. Because <laughs> I have, like, for years, literally, like, I, I have a TV that my mo- mom bought me that I just thought was so ridiculous. I'm like, she doesn't even know me. She bought me a fucking TV, the last thing on this planet I would ever want. And it literally lives in my closet. Yeah. And, like, I don't know anything about, like, pop culture or TV shows or any of that shit because, like, I'm either reading or talking to a friend or detoxing or, you know, preparing food or fucking something to do with healing. Like, every fucking moment of every fucking day has something to do with healing. And I got, and I am right now still (laughs) fucking over it. Yep over it it's not healthy it's gone way too far yes way too far yes oh I feel that on such a deep level like I go back and forth because I never want to forget yeah the things that have made me who I am Mm -hmm. because I see so clearly that without that journey, without those struggles, I would not be the human that I am today. I wouldn't have the life. Yeah. I wouldn't have a life. Yeah. I wouldn't maybe be alive like you, like you're saying. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I need to be, and we need to be 
vigilant about mm-hmm. guarding it. I think like that's a thing too. It's like because we know what the other side can look like yeah. and we know like what the depths can look like. Yeah. It can be really scary to trust that like you've overcome, right? Totally. And like there's this hypervigilance that kind of develops because you're scared that like you're going to slip back. At least yeah. that's my experience. Yeah. And so there is some level of like maintenance and that you have to keep at it because it's a living, growing organism. You know, mm-hmm. it's like its own relationship. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like my sobriety. Like I need to be constantly engaging with it. Otherwise mm-hmm. I'll relapse. Things will go, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, lately, especially because I feel so good most of the time, mm-hmm. I'm really questioning like how much of that is actually like valid and like, yeah, I need to be doing a certain amount of work in order to mm-hmm. be who I am. Yeah. And how much of it is like almost fear to be who I am. It's right. like this attachment still to that, the oh, trauma yeah. story. Oh, for sure. <sighs> you know? Yes, I do. Um, Like I was saying to you before we started recording, like Mm -hmm. I've always identified with the archetype of like wounded healer because it's through my own struggle that I, I received the inspiration to want to bring healing to others. Yes. Which beautiful, right? Like I needed that in order to activate and initiate into my gifts. However... I, I don't know that I want to fucking identify as that anymore because yeah. at what point do we say, wow, I did the heavy lift. I did the hard work. Mm-hmm. I get to move on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the point of doing all the right? work is so that we can fucking move on? Totally. And like, I don't think I'll ever fully be able to like let go of all that stuff because I mean, I love it too. Like that's the other part. I genuinely love it. But yeah, like at what point do we get to just have some fucking ease? Totally. And like, what is, what does that look like? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that because I'm like in the middle of that right now. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I hear you, and I'm questioning those same things. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm getting close to being at the end of my treatment. And, Whoa. yeah, and it's a scary thing to think oh. about. How many years has it been? I've been in treatment since 2015. Th- since January shit. of 2015. And, what, we're almost halfway through 2019. <sighs> and... You know, and it was two years before that of searching. So it's been a long time of this identity of, like, every fucking day of this identity, right? And necessity. And necessity for for being alive. Yeah. And I, um, and it's scary to think about there's going to be a time soon where I'm not going to be on treatment. And what does that look like? Yeah. And who am I without my treatment and without detox. And and it, it might sound really weird to some of you to be like, aren't you just going to be feel free? Like, and be able to, like, yeah, but I don't think you understand. It's like, this has been my identity for a really long time. Yeah. A really, really long time. And it's been my every day, you know? Yeah. And... So how do you let go of 
that identity, mm. I don't know. It's going to be a really hard process. And it's going to be a big process of trust, too, yeah. that I am healed. <laughs> and that I'm going to be okay to not be in treatment. Yeah. Or be okay with, if something happens, that I'm going to have to figure out a new way to treat myself. Right. Those are, like, questions that I'm thinking about. Totally. Those are hard things to think about. Yeah, so what is the the fear? What's the fear on the other side? It's a fear that I'm actually not as well as I think I am. Right. It's well, a fear yeah. that yeah. Um, I'm going to relapse and have to start this all over again. It's also fear that I'm going to have to really show up in the world mm. and be big and abundant and happy. <sighs> like, I have a fear of really feeling happiness and joy. Yeah. Because I've had it taken away so many times and such really excruciatingly painful ways that I almost don't want to experience that. Totally. And so that's the fear on the other side. Yeah. Part of it. For sure. Right. That's the... Now as we're talking about this, this is only just becoming clear to me that nobody... Nobody actually really talks about that upswing part. Oh, yeah. Because like you said, like some people would be like, well, aren't you just going to be free and you're going to feel relieved and you're going to skip off into the sunset and you can just leave that all behind? And it's like, whoa, there's actually a whole fucking, the resurrection process? Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole relearning of everything because if you think about this arc it's like oh yeah you know who you are on the left side right yeah and you go down in the you and you have no fucking clue it's stripped away you're learning all the shit it's like that upswing part I mean I've never really like given it so much thought as I am in this moment in this conversation mm-hmm. like that's a whole part of it on its own in yeah. order to get to the place where you're like, okay, now I truly am free. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like there's a whole thing that has to happen. Right. Yeah, and and trusting, and and again, it's going into that deeper and deeper and deeper trust that I am, I am healing, I am healed, I am, you know, all those words, um, and even if I'm not, it's going to be okay. Right. And that's the acceptance. Right. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's I'm really, truly in that space right now of figuring that out. Totally. You know? Yes. And, like, August, September is the time that I technically should be done with this treatment that I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. 
And it's so insane. It's really insane. It really is. And it's, yeah, you would think that it would be so easy to be like, oh, I'm done with treatment. I'm done, you know, like I, I can get on with living my life without having to think about healing and detoxing and all of these things. Um, but it's actually like the fucking scariest thing I think I've ever experienced. Totally. Really, truly. I mean that. Like yeah. it's, it's a thing. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think, I think that this moment in people's healing journeys is possibly one of the moments that either keeps people mm-hmm. sick and identifying as a sick person or allows them to mm. expand. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's not as, you know, as black as black and white as I just made it sound. There are a lot of nuances in that. Um, no, but I think that that's really accurate. I think that people are really scared of being well. Really scared of experiencing joy. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. It's weirdly challenging. Yeah. The way that I I have to think about it is like increasing a tolerance. Mm. Like that's the way that I, I talk about it with myself. Is like, okay, well we're just going to keep growing the tolerance to good things. And that's such oh. a weird statement. And unless you know what I'm talking about, what we're talking mm-hmm. about, that can probably sound so fucking weird. But it really oh, is it's so fucking true. A tolerance to good things. Yeah. It's like you need to keep upping how much good shit you can tolerate. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have self-sabotaged so you, you many took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. So many good things. And I have, yeah, just been blind to the blessings in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easier to see the faults and the shitty shit than it is to actually see the blessings. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And it takes a whole lot of fucking work to see the blessings. Yeah. And right now, like, truth be told, like, I'm in this, like, pinnacle of burnout where, like, I actually, like, part of me is, like, I don't want to fucking see the blessings. Yeah. I'm fucking over having to try so hard to see the good things in my life. Right. I just want to be, like, because it feels like that takes so much effort, right? That's what I'm meaning. It's, like... Yes. It, it, it's, it takes a lot of effort to, to see the, the good things, to mm. accept the support and the love, and um, yeah. yeah. It actually takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it does. And I guess right now, I, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out from efforting and healing my body and my mind. I'm burnt out from 
struggling to find like a safe home and a job that I can work and like burn out from trying to like have money to take care of my basic needs. Totally. So that I'm also burnt out on trying to find like the positivity in my life at the same fucking time. Yeah. Like the only thing that I want to do is just like be. Yeah. And then in the being <laughs> is when like the ego comes in and sits next to me and is like, you're lazy, you're ungrateful, you have all of this, like, we've supported you, we've given you all of these things, and now you're just going to sit here and just, like, lay here and not do shit? Which, that sounds like self-sabotage in itself. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like, no lack of self, I mean, it's missing self-compassion there, yeah. you know? And those are, yeah, like, that's, this is, like, the inner workings of my brain totally. right now. Like, yeah. this is real-time shit. This is, like, really what's happening inside of me in this moment of my journey to, yeah, and healing. And, I mean, those thoughts are not going to, like, get you where you need to go. No. Right? Right. They're just not. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, I think myself included. I mean, I'm like so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, it's gotten better, but so many people think that like by having that, like that's quote unquote discipline or something Mm -hmm. when it's like, those are not the thoughts that I hope, I hope those aren't your ideal thoughts. Yeah. Like those aren't the thoughts that are going to get you to that place where you want to go. They need to be like in congruence with each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are the fucking thoughts that are, are just going to keep driving you deeper in the hole. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So what do you do, I mean, in these moments? You know, like... Yeah. This, this, is, this is the part where I don't quite have the answer. I mean, I have some... idea. Yeah. Which is just giving yourself space... Mm-hmm. and some grace yeah. to experience rest and reprieve and um joy joy <laughs> yeah health yeah mhm i'm just like i mean in the last 2 weeks mm starting to finally like really in my bones believe that I'm healthy and that I'm not a broken human wow and that I'm like worthy you know just touching the fucking surface But, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as you were saying with, like, you just don't really know. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't, you don't really know what that, that thing is that comes in and keeps you alive. Yeah. It kind of just feels similar to that. It's like, you, you know, you just put one foot in front of the other and you're, like, going and you're trying and you're, you know, doing Mm -hmm. the work, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then, finally, it's like something like opens and I'm like whoa I'm not 
I'm not broken and I'm not willing to um, give my life to that. Ooh, that is so beautiful. Right? Yeah, how did that come in for you? How did you, like, what was that experience? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I think, like, part of it was, like, be like kind of like being in the state that you're talking about mm. where I was like pissed I was like what was all that fucking hard work for mm. like I saved my life for this and like letting myself be angry at that mm-hmm. like no this is not, like, why I fucking saved my life and why I get to be alive now mm. so that I can feel like shit mm. and now I'm just conscious to feel it. <laughs> oh, fuck that. And yeah. be, and, 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 like, yeah, getting pissed and being like, fuck that. Mm. I'm not willing to identify as a broken fucking person because mm. I am not. I am more than enough. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's see, like, so yeah, a little bit of like healthy yeah. anchor. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, um, and then also just like, I think taking the time to like let myself have it mm. like not to be hum don't like letting go of humility for a minute letting go of my need to like make sure everybody else is good or um not get too big and freak other people out blah 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 mm. blah like letting myself really for a minute like fucking bask in the progress Mm, yeah like oh my god and then just like every day starting to like shift to focus on that fuck yes girl right (laughs) fuck yes i mean that's who the fuck that we are now yeah we are like who we are in this fucking moment we didn't come all that motherfucking way (laughs) kayla to sit in the shit forever right fuck that shit right we did all that work so that we could like fucking blow it up right (laughs) you know and like take up fucking space and be messy and like yeah 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 we're alive for a reason totally yep so yep fuck yeah yeah that's inspiring yeah, it really is. I mean, it's real time, like you said. It's just yeah. real time shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That Man. was cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> inside of... There's a lot inside of the healing journey. Yeah. Um, the hero's journey. The messiness of it, the realness of it. Yeah. It's not all like these positive <laughs> memes <Love lights. laughs> and yeah, and all of that shit. It's like it's fucking messy, yeah. you know. Yeah. And beautiful and empowering and 
like life giving literally, you know, but it just, it takes time. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Mm. How are you feeling in this moment after like sharing all that and going on that? Like, I feel like we just went on like a ride. I I just like, I just got taken through like (laughs) everything. (laughs) I feel like that too a little bit. I'm just sitting here feeling like we're in a little bit of a vortex of just like, (laughs) like, okay, the, the outer world is now starting to come back in totally a little bit. I feel like we sort of went off on a little journey there. We do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's like everything else goes away. Totally. It's so true. Yes. Oh my God. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, you too. It's like, I don't know. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Life wants you to live. Your body wants you to live. It's like, we're always swinging towards like, towards that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you can remember anything throughout the day, it's that. Yeah. It's that your body wants you to live. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Yeah, it's working really fucking hard for you. Yeah. It really does love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it should. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you're fucking meant to be here. Totally. We're all meant to fucking be here. And yeah. we all deserve to be here. That's as big true. as we fucking want to be. <laughs> <laughs> love it Woo! yes <laughs> embrace that yeah mm. anything wow. else for the children <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> I don't think so I don't think right now chat with us guys I'm like um I'm really curious like have you been through a hero's journey are you like kind of sitting there in your life wondering like where the fuck is my hero's journey <laughs> Why don't I have one? Or um, are you in the integration process like us? Like what are your integration practices? What makes it easier for you to like continue stepping into your fullness and your truth after having gone through such a deep like Mm -hmm. thing in your life? Like Mm -hmm. what is your your integration story? Really am curious. Um, Yeah. I like that. The integration story. Yeah. It's so important. That's like a whole thing. I'm like, it is. I swear to God, just in this conversation, I'm yeah. like seeing that. Yeah. This, yeah. There needs to be support around that. Yeah. Why don't people talk more about that? I don't know. It's like we like, it's really easy to sit around and share our war stories. For sure. But where's the fucking integration piece? And where's the permission from each other to mm-hmm. like, be well? Yeah. Okay, now you get to be well. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we supporting each other in that too? Like, of course, we need the support in the darkness and like, right. we can't forget that. Yeah. But like, we won't. I right. tr- we will not forget that. Yeah. That's, I'm like safe in saying that like, we really don't have to protect that that hard. Right. Like, we got it. Totally. So where are like the support groups and the places to be like, mm-hmm. you're good, Kayla. Right. Get big, motherfucker. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we need more of that. We need integration support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I like that a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, let's, like, all figure out how we can, like, support ourselves in our integration. Yes. Yep. And find your people that can help you in, in supporting that integration. Yep. And what does that look like? Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love you. I'm going to go, I love you so much. I was thinking <laughs> that while we were talking. I was just watching you and, like, oh, 
Oh my god, I love this woman. <laughs> um, that was some good shit. Yeah, I'm gonna take that to the jungle. Oh, take it to the jungle. She's off to Bali, folks. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll come back at you soon. Love, light, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>